Hello, everyone, and welcome. First, I want to say thank you for coming to sit down and talking with me. I'm very excited to hear all your different thoughts and perspectives, as well as some of the things that may be troubling you and some questions you may have. But first, I'd like you all to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Courtney. I don't do drugs. Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm Jordan. That was it? The fuck more do I need to introduce myself with? There it is. I need a fucking <laughs> entrance statement, mission statement. There it is. Stop trying to be fucking Barry Manilow. I'm not Barry Manilow? That's yes. who? Barry yes. Manilow. Oh, Mandy. Go ahead. <laughs> never cease to amaze me. So I was about to say, give me a Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> Something else, I don't know why you have Why do you know that? Like, why is this at the front of your mind? Barry Manilow's on the show. See, new shit. That's, you're doing better. Hi, I'm Marcus. Thanks for having me. Uh, what's going on, everybody? My name's Boris. All right. Now that we've all met, let's get started, shall we? Well, no smoke with me. Okay. Then turn his motherfucker up 800 degrees. Whole team eat. Chefs, cause she's a treat. Oh, she's so bougie, bougie. Oh, never tease. I'm a savage. Right, good evening, good. everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Salutations. Hey. Special, special greetings and graces to everybody. <laughs> so random. Oh, God. Um. I guess everyone should go around and introduce themselves, their selves. Wow, my grandma's trash. Um, I'm Marcus. <laughs> it's yours truly, Shaolin Vaprovada. Yours truly, Boris. Pleasure to be everybody. Wow, you had an introduction there. I'm actually. I was sitting on that since this morning. I, <laughs> I had that since this morning. Uh, and I'm Erica, aka E, host of the Vision Matters podcast. Bop, bop. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody doing? Good. Yeah, pretty good. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to getting getting into this combo. This is this is this is a hot topic right here. Yeah, yeah. I was a little honestly, I was a little nervous at first, but then once I listened to the last episode, I said, Oh, we good. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you nervous? Now Marcus. Oh God, I thought you, you was already know. content. I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> um so pretty much, you know, like y'all said, you heard the last episode. Um, you know, we wanted to make sure that this wasn't a a one-sided thing. Because most of the time, especially, you know, especially with guys, when everyone gets in the room and you have your quote-unquote God talk, most of the time it's just one hot topic filled with a lot of, let's say, misinformation. Mm. And if everyone else either agrees with or whatever, they just... All it is is just fueling the fire with no fact check or no one to um, pretty much hold someone accountable to be like, no, that actually, that part of what you said was wrong or this is where you were misinformed or so on and so forth. So mm -hmm. we wanted to give, you know, give you ladies a platform to be like, hey, you know, we heard what you said and we don't necessarily agree with that or we do agree with it, but you had a few things that were like out of place. So if you, I don't know if anyone you ladies have something that you want to get off, off rip, um, I do. I remember y'all started the episode off talking about worst TV dads, best TV dads, that whole shebang. Mm, and about I'm it. surprised 
nobody addressed as far as the worst TV child, Vanessa and Jordan from the Bernie Mac show. Jordan from the Bernie no. Mac was a badass little yes. They oh were, first of all, Vanessa's attitude was super trash, and Jordan was just difficult for no reason. No. Like, worst kids. Like, they were terrible. If we, if we gonna do worst kids, right? I don't know if I will go with, you talking about Vanessa from the Bernie Mac show, right? Yes. So here, I, I will throw her some bail, right? I feel like she was just very guarded in regards to, you know, she w- went through a bunch of traumatic experiences by the age of, what, I think 13 at the time? Before she yeah. moved over. So she had a really rough life. Plus, she had to take care of two other kids because her mom was, was know, on crack. Doing dr- you know what I mean? Hi. She was doing drugs. The pops was like, I want nothing to do with none of these kids. So, you know what I mean? She 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 had a, a lot to deal with. So now to move on not- someone else tell you, like, yo, this is what you got to do under my roof, that's not an easy transition. All I won't right, give you that be- much bail. We're not going to act. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I now the perspective. Okay, I get it. The attitude was still trash. I, it just doesn't sit well with me. Over yeah, time, I, I will give you that. Over time, I definitely she she had enough time to like yeah. get over it and keep it pushing. She was a, she had a troubled childhood. She was troubled. And we're not gonna act like Bernie Mac was the greatest parent. Like he was trashed. <laughs> yeah, no, he was <laughs> again. Was. To be fair though, he wasn't supposed to be a parent. My man Dog, went in there was I, like, "Yo, I had no choice now." He reluctantly had to your, be a father of three. How you feel your first CPS visit a week in because you had baby girls saying, do you want a big-ass donut? You know what I mean? Like, like, no, like, I didn't ask for this. They mother's on crack. I'm sitting here doing the best I can, and you worried about me, her saying big-ass donut? That's your problem? And let's not forget, all right? Matter of fact, if we don't really talk about it, the worst one out of all of them was baby girl, not the other two. What? Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. Baby girl got Bernie Mac sued by her little white girlfriend just because she <laughs> broke her arm at the birthday party and her dad's a scumbag, all right? And she that's went and was problem. still trying to, and she was trying to guilt Bernie Mac into, oh, can I still play with Cindy's house? Fuck no. You know what happened. No. Yeah, you ain't so going over there. Girl, she was, she, no, she was the youngest of the bunch. I mean. And there was, okay, and there was another episode where she terrorized everyone else in the house because she knew she could get away because she was cute. And she was, was a little girl. That was one episode, though. She, that was one episode out of many. She needed her ass whooped. <laughs> All right, so all the other kids question, got though. beat. Real question. Those three kids, would you take the three Bernie Mac kids or the three kids from my wife and kids? Who would you want? Who would you rather parent? My wife and kids. My wife and kids, for sure. All the way. Nah, I don't know. Claire and Julia was I'm, stupid. I'm going to say, I'll, 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 does, 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 does the sex in my bed still happen? Yeah. Like, oh. everything, everything is still the same? Yeah, if everything's still the same. I'm taking Bernie Mac's kids, y'all. I can no. take the attitude, y'all. I'm cool. They was they was they was too bad for me. I take the I take the three suburban kids. Yeah, I'll take uh, them too because Claire Junior. They were just airheads. Like I can deal with that attitude, not so much. Yeah. Oh, valid point. Valid. But only, the only the viable one. kid was um the smallest one on my wife and kids. The rest of them put the Katie? Open and stupid. Yeah, Katie, Katie was the only viable one, y'all. <laughs> I don't know, Katie. Uh, yeah, actually, you're right. You're right. Katie didn't really do too much. Claire, yeah, Claire and and Junior, man. They were just um, airheads, though. Yeah, that's valid. I don't got time for that, yo. I come home for work. I ain't trying to deal with y'all stupidity, dog. <laughs> but you can come home yeah. and with a nasty attitude. Marcus, yeah. Marcus brings up a valid point because <laughs> you will come home 
to Claire and Junior. And Junior always had like you like it's like you did terrible in school. You wasn't you really had no plans in life, but you always talk with your chest out. Dog, I don't got time for that. I don't beat the shit out of Junior. At least the up Bernie Mac kids. I could yo, I could talk shit with the best of them. That's why your mama don't love you. Like, like get out my face. Uh, like, nah, that's why, bro. Dude, don't take on to be no nah, one's foster don't. father. Don't take on to be no one's foster father. You're gonna remind them their mom's on crack, bro. Like, come on, son. I'm on my Matilda. I'm on my shit. That's like unnecessary. That's unnecessary, son. That's wild unnecessary. I think the best kids on like TV is, is the kids from Blackish. I think they're the best. I think they're the best kids. I think they bother no one. Yeah, I think yeah, they bother no one. Y'all say that, but they raising a the goddamn serial killer. So let's not talk too crazy. How about Diane? <laughs> yeah, Diane is a thing, yo. <laughs> Y'all talking crazy. No, nah, nah, I don't know about that. I don't know. Let's look what? at the bright side. Let's look at the bright side of it. She's a futuristic STEM student. Okay. Yeah. She's probably very built for her age. She's very far. In, she's very far in science and technology, my friend. Okay. God. And now it may come at an early age. You know what I mean? It may have its flaws, but at the same time, you guys see the bright side in it. Science and technology all good until Shorty build an Iron Man suit and blow the house up. <laughs> and even though that's that's one out of four. You got the the one that was went to go be Joey Badass's uh, fashion designer. Oh, Junior, that's another dummy. I can't deal with these dumb kids. No, not Junior. The um the the uh, daughter. Oh, oh, about, oh yeah, daughter. Oh yeah, ah, yeah, nah, she's cool. I'm cool with her. But I mean, Junior, Junior, Junior is just finding his way through life, my man. But he's not bothering nobody. Yeah, I mean, he helped a lot with the fourth baby that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He, exactly. Yeah. Talk about it. Talk about That's it. That's because he wasn't doing nothing really with his life. Kids. They are really good kids. Like they don't, they barely do anything. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, I commend like Junior's character where you know he tried the college thing. Was like, eh, this isn't really for me. I need some time off. Like, did he even know, go to college, or did he just like he, he tried just for like home. a day? Oh, they dropped him <laughs> right, off. Right. He met them back at the house. Yeah, it was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. The only thing for that, I'm like, fam, you had all summer. You could be like, I don't think, or even like during your like SAT phase, you're like, I don't know if this is the route I want to take. True. You didn't have to wait till admission came, and you're like, yeah, nah, I'm cool. I'm going back home. You know, it's all okay. that pressure. You know, everybody else around you is probably doing it, so you right, just especially. Kind of like, your mom's a doctor. Your dad is like this top marketing executive. Like he probably did feel a little pressure. That's valid. That's valid. Because even when he came home, his mom's was still like, "Yo, you're supposed to be a doctor, or one of my right. kids needs to be a doctor." And it's yeah. Like, which I think is a very that's a that's a whole different deeper conversation of like kid of like parents wanting their kids to be like an imitation of them, mm-hmm. and when when the parent is successful. Like every parent that's that feels they're successful is like, oh, my kids are gonna do the same thing I did. And it's like, mm, why don't you, you know, let your kids get their own wings and figure out what they want? Yeah, you gotta do that. You wake up with my wife and kids' heads. That that was wild different. They gave him too much freedom, bro. They had to <laughs> way too much freedom. <laughs> Katie was having a boy over from the age of like eight yeah, every day. Wild. You know what I mean? Franklin. Like, <laughs> Franklin, my man, yes. Franklin. Yeah, I ain't worried about no Franklin. Franklin come over all he wants, yo. He's the only yeah, smart kid I know. Until Franklin go through puberty. Until Franklin go through puberty, when then we gonna how you gonna stop it? His voice drop, his voice get a little deeper, and he get a little facial head. Now what you gonna say? Nah, you can't be kicking it with my daughter. Well, they gotta keep the door open. Mm-hmm. Keep the door I, open. I don't know. His <laughs> was always obsessed with Katie. It, it's I not mean, like it was just you know. Oh, he's just. I mean, you know, for her, it was just, oh, you're just my friend, but 
frankly, my man was in love. That's love before he hit puberty, man. Once he hit puberty, he was already a little light skin, little curly hair, little boy. He, he he'll chill out. Watch. My man was in love, love at the age of six. <laughs> Up in there. My man was ready to throw away all his college degrees, diplomas, everything, all for like little Katie. Yeah, that was before. That, that's before he he hit puberty. You know what I mean? My man came out his own sneaker line with the blinky dudes, and and he was ready for that just for her, just for <laughs> Katie, bro. Why do you remember the blinky dudes? Blinky dudes was fire, my man. I saw that I was like, yo, for a kid that he's a visionary to have blinky dudes. You know, it's crazy. No, I was going to say, because I'm just thinking, because I was watching, like, the older shows and kind of comparing them to, like, the the newer shows with the kids. And I feel like the kids that are, like, in sitcoms now aren't that bad. Like, they're not getting... Remember, because remember, we used to have all them shows about, like, the... Like, that's how you, like, learned about drugs and partying and alcohol and all this other stuff. Like, the shows now don't really have, like problematic children like that like where mm. the kids are like just wilding like i i don't really i don't I, really see all that in the new sick i could agree with you only in the sense of well the, so i think here's the difference back in the 90s every drug episode was based on the kid had a friend who was smoking weed and now we're looking at it as like ah, it's not really a big deal you know what I mean? Like, oh, you can't smoke a weed. So, you know, and especially it'll be like, oh, the uh, junior, senior in high school smoking weed. I was like, all right, what's the what's the harm there? Yeah, I guess as opposed right. to as opposed to back then where it was like, you know, when there was like, no, just say no to drugs. And they had the little commercial with the kids that was dope fiend out because they had one blunt. Yeah, you're right, because I was watching Moesha when Miles was smoking weed, and they was acting like he was on crack. I was like, yo, like he was just smoking weed. My God. But yeah, I guess you're right. See, that show you which I'm, that which show. That's Frank which Mitchell, I'm, though. You can't, you can't grade that. Frank Mitchell over-exaggerated everything, dog. So general consensus, general consensus, Frank Mitchell's the worst dad? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> just want to make sure we all agree here. For so sure. your blue D, all of, all of D's money for Saturdays to go under two years later. Hell yeah. He Sam! He wanted to spend her entire life savings to get a Saturn dealership, my man. Spent every family vacation going to Saturn Village. I'm yeah. like, this, like, this is your dream for your family? This is your vision for your family right now? Saturn Village? <laughs> Only to find out that he got a secret kid. Who he yeah, let this he let this kid call him uncle to his face for years. <laughs> you know how heartless you gotta be to look your son in the eye and be like, yeah, yeah, "What up, nephew?" So, Yo, and he would have kept it going too. He was they was gonna keep it going. I remember the first that the first time I saw that episode. Me and my mom was sitting in the room and they dropped that. We was like, "What the hell?" Oh nah. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> I just tried to wait in my room. I was like, "Ah, right, I'm going to bed. This is school night." <laughs> This is enough. <laughs> you let for like 17 years go by. Let this kid call you Uncle Frank. Too, and you were like, what up, nephew, for years without blinking an eye. I mean, yeah. but that's not that's not too out of character for like in some black families. I, I told you what happened last time with Terrell Owens. So mm, now you now you're taking the deep. Yeah, is it okay right. for families to have like that level of family secrets or yes because granted 
the there was somewhat good reasoning behind it, right? Behind the whole like, oh, I'll take on like with his sister be like, I'll take on your son, whatever. But does that make it okay? It's not okay. Secrets are never secrets like that aren't aren't ever in the long run. Secrets like that don't ever work out. Okay. So he's the person's gonna find out, and they're gonna be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> Honestly, look, people, I know working. somebody. I know somebody that's like that in like my family. I know somebody. Um, my my um uncle had a child, but the mom t- told the child to this day told the told the guy that that's um whoever she was with is the actual father and he has no idea that like my uncle was his real father and like one day like i i, I don't i've never seen him like but i could no. literally run into him one day and like that that's my cousin but he has no idea that that's that my uncle is his father right wow because you think like like when it comes to dating and relationships, how you know that's where I was going with it. That's the first thing I thought about. Mm-hmm. That's where that's I was good. going with it. And he has kids and stuff like that. And my, like my mom see him on Facebook and stuff, and she just be like, he looked just like my brother. And like you know, my grandma, like everybody knew, like I guess everybody in the hood knew, I guess. But like the mom to this day is keeping up that farce that like that his father. <laughs> is whoever that other guy is. But he has kids and all this other stuff. Which is pretty much like how the T.O. thing was, where he was hanging out with these girls, started to like the girl. The girl father pulled him in the house and was like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. He was like, what? Why? He was like, yeah, that's your sister. Nigga was like, what? Just like, (laughs) like, excuse me, my nigga? Like, so you're not about to just gloss his dad. And he's like, yo, hold hold up. Like, Like, you can't just gloss over that, sir. (laughs) That, That needs more context and conversation. I know somebody that that was adopted, but he don't know he was adopted. See that? Uh, no, that you at at a certain point you gotta tell me the truth. Like I'm, I'm yeah. already invested. I feel like, but I feel like that I could understand because that's a very touchy thing. Like if you grow up from like as an infant and you know like this is mommy or this is daddy, and you find out like, and it's like, when do you feel figure is the right time to be like? Hey, you know, I mean, we should we should have a talk about that. I think by the time you're a grown adult, when I say a grown adult, when you're like forty and fifty, you should know that you was adopted. Oh, forty, fifty. So (laughs) I'm actually learning about this. So it's pretty much one of the things where you base you judge the conversation off of like somewhat like maturity level. So it kind of comes to like because you think about it. If worse come, if a God forbid a health situation comes and they go, oh, go test my parents. That's not your parent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. So you want to you want to know these things. You want to at least know, you want to know these things before you get put into a situation when you don't know. Yeah, Boy, similar to, to the little, uncomfortably. Similar to the little fires everywhere, shorty. Oh gosh, I think adoption is is. Man. I don't know. I think it's of course it's easier said than done for someone like me that's not in that situation. But I just always think, in the end, if the child, if you know, if that information isn't disclosed to the adopted child, like that's who you're hurting in the end. Like you're. I feel like no, you're right. They're robbing them of you know the opportunity to get to know their biological family. Like I just give them the option to say, you know, hey, you know, we adopted you at this age or whatever. You know, give them I, the choice. I think it should. I think it definitely should come. I don't want to say later in life, but once I, I think once they're 
you know, kind of based on what Marcus said, like a maturity level where you like, I understand that my kid could take a major news like that and understand how to process it and be like, all right, how do I go about it? As opposed to, because you don't want to tell the kid, you know, you don't want to tell your child too early. Granted, you know, yeah, you want to give them the option to be like, hey, let me go find out who my family is. Mm -hmm. But if you, let's say I was adopted and I found that out at like 16, I'm not really at the right mind state to be like, yeah, I want to go find out who my real family is now. That's true. I would, I would have wait. I would have definitely. They, I think it would have been a better decision if I, if I were to find out. Like, once I'm fully mature and I'm like, I can handle everything on my own. It's like, all right, cool. Let's have a talk now. You know, let's have some real conversation about something that you know you probably should be privy to. Because you tell me, best you tell the kid too early, it could definitely be more damaging than good. It worked for Randall on This Is Us. I think you should. Just, <laughs> I think you go head on and just. Well, let's, let's be. Let's be fair. There's no way he thought that those were his parents. I mean, so he, either way. He was five and he was like, nah, nigga, there's a difference here. <laughs> we I mean, do not we do not swim in the same pool right now. I mean, either way, I think it's best to just you just just face those type of situations head on. That way it's no secrets, there's no <clears> hiding. <throat> you know, you know everything. And like we're still your parents, we still love you. But yeah, you are adopted, but that doesn't matter. Boom. Right. You know, and he was able to, you know, explore his blackness. He was able to explore, you know, and, and they had to treat him differently because he was different. Like, they had to treat him differently. So it's no hiding from that. But even just for that situation, he was still, although he was grown, married with kids, he was still feeling some kind of way towards his mom because, remember, she lied and told him his dad, you know, his parents were dead. And then come to but find out that, you know, she knew exactly who and where, exactly they were. where who he was and where he was. So it's, it's like, it's like, you know, it's those types of situations definitely, definitely leaves the door open for all parties to be hurt. But, but I think the only, the only, yeah, I think that's the big difference. Like he was ready to accept like, all right, I do, you know, I know I have my family there out there. Like, I just want to have a convo with them. And she was like, nah, they don't exist. Once you lied, that right. it changes everything. Once you lied about the situation for you to find for them to find out later, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think when you're adopting kids, that probably should be a prerequisite question when they ask you, like, how do you plan on telling them that they're adopted and what state? Like, what's your game plan for telling them they're adopted? That's true. Just so you know, the parents can at least think like, you know, I probably should think about that question as opposed to being scared. Because some parents probably just are scared to tell their kids because mm-hmm. they never planned for it. So it's probably something you should be privy to before you even think about adopting. Like, all right, how do we explain what happened and what's the, you know, who my kid's real family is? Yeah, yeah. man, I, I just, I'm, I'm a person, I just, I believe in standing in the truth at all times, even if it hurts, because it's just face it head on and get it over right. with rather than just prolong it and prolong it and lie because you just you just burying it and it's, it's eventually going to come out so I, I just stand in the truth at all times mm-hmm. so since you said that kind of bring it into like the grand scheme of what our convo is so you take accountability when your situation when you're wrong of pull the trigger Marcus here we go <laughs> okay way my man with the bullet in the chamber, I'm with it. Now, now, first off, yeah, to answer your question, yes, I do 
take the accountability. Savant. Yes, I do apologize. Now, I want to say with y'all, I think we need to separate real life from tweets because. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so I, much for saying that. I agree. Oh, that was good. I was waiting because if you wasn't going to say it, I surely was. Because that was my first point with that whole conversation is y'all talking about, yeah, I saw the girl tweet this. Like, what? Like, <laughs> no. Like, people talk so I, – I, I say some wild stuff on Twitter, and I just be tweeting. Like, I don't – that's not necessarily how I would handle a situation. I'm just tweeting because it's just like a – it's like a – I don't know. You just kind of get your frustrations out on Twitter, and you just be tweeting. So I think okay. we can separate real life from 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 tweeting and like women do. I think the whole apologizing thing is a person thing. It's a character thing. I don't think it's a men and women thing because I know some men that don't apologize because they pride is so full, and I know women that don't apologize because they like ego and pride. So that's what that's what we first need to separate. So, yeah. so I I'll, I'll I'll speak on I'll speak on behalf of like me and the points that I made. I'm speaking from the sense of the tweets reinforced what I've seen happen in real life. I've seen it happen with actual people and encounters. And then afterwards to see it being tweeted, let me know like, oh, this is like a a universal thought process here. This is not something where it was just like, and of course, when I say universal thought process, I don't mean like that's the standard rule amongst every woman that is. Because that applies, like, th- those standard rules apply to no one, right? And there's nothing that's, it, it's a key thing in each single person. But for the general masses, I've seen, like, that actually is a thing where for some reason, you know, admit, like, just for women taking the L, it's completely a foreign concept where it's like, yeah, I fucked that one up. My bad. I think it's a stereotype and you just found and you just found like a, you found a um, something that agreed with your your original like stereotype. It's like I always tell people now you can find anything on the internet to prove your point. Like whatever whatever point whatever stance whatever point that you ever take, you can find it on the internet and be like, yeah, see. So I mean, yeah, if okay. it happens to you, okay. if it happens okay. to you, you know, I, I'll give it to you. But like, it's like. That don't mean, like you said, all women or even right, most right, right. women do that. I, 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 I could, I could definitely. For me, <clears throat> go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Marcus. I was about to say, speaking for me, I'm, my thing was more so experiences. I'm not, of course, you, I'm going to agree with you. You can't listen to Twitter. That's an echo chamber, and people are just going to be saying wild shit just to get retweets and whatever. I totally get that. But I've been in certain situations where I've proved, like, I've proven, like, yo, you was bugging and I would not get the apology or if I did get it it'd be months after the fact like just for an example I got the girl slapped me in front of my family once I did nothing wrong he's still living huh (laughs) he's still alive (laughs) yeah see my they laughed they thought it was they thought it was a joke so she slapped me I was like okay it wasn't until years later she was like yeah I was really bugging that night I had no reason to hit you why couldn't you say that then (laughs) so can I can I interject here Go ahead, um, of course. So my stance on, you know, women taking accountability and I'm not, let me not say women, I'm going to say me because I can speak from my own personal experiences. Right. I wholeheartedly believe just with my growth over the years is that 
when it comes to taking account accountability for yourself and, you know, being able to be mature enough to say, mm-hmm. you know what, I messed up. There, there is a level of maturity that someone has to reach before they can stand within their truth. So for me, I'll be the first to admit now, sure, I'm going to take accountability for my actions. I have no problem apologizing to my man mm-hmm. 10 years ago or maybe even five years ago. Not so much. Because when right. you've done something, regardless of how big or small it may have been to you, let you know, especially when it comes to relationships, if you know you've done something that can, you know, you know, put your relationship at risk or, you know, you're at risk of losing the person that you love and care about, that's scary as hell. Mm-hmm. And so it's not as easy for you to just be like, yeah, I did it, not knowing how they're going to react, because at the end of the day, you want to hold on to that. If you genuinely, you know, look, because, you know, nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. But if you genuinely, you know, love this person and care about them, it's not going to be as easy to just be like, yeah, I fucked up. So I think think it takes a level of maturity and self-reflection that a person needs to reach before they can actually be honest with themselves and, you know, be okay with whatever the consequence is for their actions or, you know, for taking accountability or whatever the situation is. Okay. So let's, we, we're going to stay in the same lane, but we just go, we're going to stay on the same freeway, I should say, and just switch over one lane, right? So now let's take it to a point that I remember Marcus bringing up, right? And it was in the sense of every time, cause I feel like the, it's not just a case of like, oh, I'll, I'll own that and say I fucked up or whatever. It, it, could, it gets more, it gets deeper than that. I feel like in the sense like what Marcus brought up about uh, a man and a woman are together for, (laughs) you know, nine years, nine, ten years. And then afterwards, either one, he never proposed or, you know, after a while, they were just, oh, prime example, the Cam and Juju situation where he like they were saying he said that um, she wasn't fun anymore. So they split and everyone automatically looked at it as he wasted her time. He, you know, everything was, she was the victim. He was the, the asshole who did something to her. But it was, it was never looked at in the sense of, well, my man just lost, you know, the same amount of time as she did. Like he, you know, missed out on a whole bunch of stuff too. It's always, uh, you know, he, like whatever he did, he wasted her time. Even if they were having problems and, you know, she probably was the cause of the breakup, we don't know that, but we automatically in those situations, you always, always look at it as like the dude is the one who wasted her time. Uh, isn't, I no, I'm saying, isn't that part of, I guess, the, the bigger picture where we're saying like, yo, maybe that's not always the case. Like it could be something where it's like, nah, like it, it just was an amical breakup. That it just, she just wasn't rocking. I think where the whole wasting time thing comes is because generally women have a certain time period to have kids and stuff like that. And generally, um, not even generally, guys, y'all can have kids like forever. So I think that's where that whole thought process of, um, you know, when a breakup like that happens, it's always looked at as, oh, like he wasted her time because it's like she could have been married to somebody else and having kids and all this other stuff but when really maybe she didn't want that for herself Mm -hmm. so i think that's where the whole like that's why in general women are 
or yeah, women are kind of looked at as the victim in that when it, it might not be true. So, so I, I think that, um, and fellas, I'm not sure if you all will, I think this is probably an unbiased perspective coming from a woman, mm-hmm. but, um, people choose to stay. Mm-hmm. You have a choice now. Right. Regardless, again, with that particular situation, we weren't, you know, in that relationship with them. But regardless of what's going, what, you know, what occurred between them, they both chose to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like you, like y'all was saying, like, she may not have wanted that for herself. And, and people just grow apart. I think, I think, um, generally speaking, people have a hard time accepting that people can just break up, you know, because they've reached a point where this ain't really working for us anymore. And that's okay. People are used to the drama. Oh, he cheated. Or, you know, it's always has to be some sort of negative um, action that had to take for someone to break up. And I I, right. I, I just don't agree with that. Because most of the time it's always perceived as there, there isn't really a, a just like a mutual amicable, like, no, we're just going to go split ways. Most of the time, it's almost like for us to uh, uh, validate it, we have to say like, we have to put... Uh, like an issue that occurred mm-hmm. in our minds to someone else's relationship. Like, no, like he probably did some, sh- even if they told us like, nah, it was a mutual thing. We still home. Like prime example was the, um, I remember back when, uh, God bless the dead, when Nipsey had a- announced that him and Lauren London was split. And he, it was a real cool, like, nah, you know what I mean? We just agreed. Like, it's just not working. So we just gonna, you know, work in the best interests of our kid. And everyone's everyone. I remember everyone jumped in and was just like, "Oh, he ain't shit. He did this, that, and the third, and he gave her a kid and just dipped." And it was like, "What? Like, how do you even know that's what happened? Like, what if she's the one who was like, nah, I'm just, you know, I need to focus on me right now. So let's just split.' And he just got ahead of it before TMZ did, and wanted to let everyone know. And I think celebrities, unfortunately, get it worse. Like, of course, because you're in the public eye. So, of course, they're in the public eye. It's almost impossible to believe that two big celebrities who were once together broke up on, you know, mutual terms because it's like, well, I know he was out here doing this and that with all these other women. And it's just like, that may not be the case. Mm -hmm. It could have been her. She could have been out here wilding. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Now, I think we have to stop uh, with generalizations. I think that's where. Yep. Like I said, I think really what a lot of stuff fall under is is character and how you are as a person. But because but because um someone may do something to me that's a male, um when because he does it, I'm gonna associate everything like, okay, this is what just what guys do. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case. Like well, even with the apology thing, like, are y'all saying y'all, y'all man's, y'all, y'all man's never, um, uh, was like, he didn't feel like apologizing or y'all never felt in a situation with friends that were guys that, that were like, I'm not taking accountability. I'm not saying sorry. Yeah, so we usually end up turning into a fight. <laughs> wow. But I mean, never, so no, no situation, no, no situation with, with, nah, with, like where it's like nah. y'all being stubborn don't want to don't want to apologize like it's, it's all about it's all about your who it, it, it depends on who like who you are as a person i think 
So we, we have to just kill the general the generalizations and stereotyping everybody and trying to fit everybody into these boxes because it's it's simply not true. Okay. I have a okay. question while we're still on the topic of accountability. I know mm-hmm. we've been discussing it as far as you know, women taking accountability for themselves and vice versa for men. Um, question for the fellas, do you all hold your friends, your male counterparts accountable for their actions? Oh, hey, it's Jordan. Thanks for listening to End of the Minds. Oh, like, follow, and subscribe. We got all that shit. Oh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Instagram. Twitter. Thank you. All right, cool. So let's say you have, you know, a male friend that may be in a relationship, engaged, married, and you see him doing some wild stuff. Now you're not gonna go run and tell you know his significant other, but as his man's, do you hold him accountable? Like, yo, that's not cool. So, being that we like, yeah, I as if that's my man's and I see he's out here wilding, he has a wife or whatever. I'm going to let him know, yeah, you're bugging out. You need to chill out. That's that's trash. You shouldn't do that. You're dirty. Whatever. I'm a, that's my friend. I'm gonna let it be known. But outside of that, there's nothing more I can really do because, like you said, I'm not going to go run and tell his significant other he's out here doing this because at the end of the day, that's not my business. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, go ahead. So I was, I was going to say, um, going off, one, going off Marcus's last statement, I would never go tell the significant other because now what happens when I do that and then she or he decides to stay. True. They will, and now they're just like, you know, why the like, why are you bringing that to me? Like, obviously, I would have never known had you never said anything. So now my whole world is messed up. Mm-hmm. And you know, so now they decide to go on as if nothing happened. But they do tell my friend, like, yo, he, you know, your boys was telling me this. So now I lost a friend. They're still together, and it's like for what? Now, what I personally do is if I see my man's, you know, you know, while and out at the moment, I'm like, yo, you sure you want to do that? And if, you know, he proceeds after, once he, you know, if you get away with it, cool. When the repercussions come, <laughs> you're not getting no sympathy out of me. Because I'm reminding you, I'm like, I feel, I do not feel bad for you at all. You knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. We spoke about it. Hey, you got you have to eat that now. You have to hold that to your chest and you know, you deal with it as it comes. I can't jump into the relationship fire for you and, and you know, pretty much make sure that you get reprimanded, you're in trouble. Like, no, that's right, right. If you if you get caught, because at the end of the day, me telling, you know, if I tell my man's girl, like, yo, he's out here doing this, she's the only person who's hurt. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? He might just like they might break up and he was like, all right, whatever, I got other joints. But her her trust is messed up. Her views on like relationships might be messed. She's the only victim in it, and it's like, what did I gain from it by doing that? Yeah, I, I got even nothing. in that situation, you, and then you still got to deal with whatever's left of your friendship because he's gonna feel away, right? But see, even with that, like I don't think that's a male female thing. I think that's a character trait. Right, that, right. That's that's something of your character. Um, that that would make you make you say something or make you not say something like because I honestly would kind of do the same thing like if I see one of my friends that was married or you know with with was had a boyfriend or whatever and it was wilding 
Like, I'm going to be like, yo, you wildin'. <laughs> like, but right. at the same time, that's not my business. Like, I try to keep out of that because, hey, I don't know what y'all got. Hey, y'all might, that might be y'all wave. But I'm going to be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Just to let you know, I am not for this. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay? and that's, and that's even something I, I would, if I know who your significant, like, if, especially if I know her to the point that I could tell her. Mm-hmm. I I would definitely let you know, like yo, don't don't ever put me in a situation like that where mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean. Where now I have to compromise myself, my integrity, my character to now lie for you and do oh, A, B, and C. This is the bullshit. Don't let, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Which nothing. also, which also, like I was about to say, kind of leads to another conversation I've had with some women. Most of the time, guys don't let they mans know the intricate details of what they're doing or what's going on. Yeah. The only thing I've like in my friend group, I can say, we'll know if you, oh, you got like a real, that's your girl, girl now. Okay, cool. I'll know that. But if you're doing dirt or all that other stuff, most of the time we, we don't know. And then it's crazy because when the shit hits the fan, then they'd be like, you knew your nigga was out here. They, this. They, no, I didn't. They always look at the <laughs> friends to be like, if that's your man. And I've even caught victim to it where, you know, my lady would look at me and be like, well, if your man's is doing this, They'd be like, if your man's just doing this, what were you doing? Because you said you was going out with him and you had a great time last summer. (laughs) No, but they'll be looking at, they'll look at like past events where you had, you was having big fun with the wretched over there with him. (laughs) So what what were y'all doing that night? Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, yo, not every event that me, not every event that me and him went to or like was kicking it. You know, I mean, he was out here having like you know orgies with mad women. That wasn't whatever you're visualizing right now. It's not the case. Which led to a conversation I was having with Boris last night. I'm kind of at the point when outside opens up, I'm an Instagram live every time I'm with my friends. I'm not <laughs> just, just I'm back like, up yes, proof. outside, bitch. Get the drinks. Like, yeah, no, I'm not fucking with this. Just as backup proof. <laughs> like, I'm not no, because I'm too. T- I'm tired of that. Especially, especially, it's like the relationship stuff. They'd be like, you knew what he was doing. Or God forbid, like, remember when the whole um, beginning of the quarantine when the sexual assault cases was coming out and it was like, well, most y'all guys know what your friends is doing. No, my friend is not coming up to me letting me know that he's out here sexually assaulting women. That's not something right. that's just coming up in conversation. Like, we wasn't all just chilling in the room where he just mentioned like, yeah, I, I just grabbed three girls by the pussy. He's like, wait a minute, what, my nigga? You did, ex- excuse me, what did you just do? Like, that's not something we just were like, oh, that's what's up, and give him three daps for each woman. Like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, it's it's unfortunately definitely one of those you guilty by association. Mm-hmm. That's your man, you guilty too. Oh, and it's unfortunate because... Birds of a feather. And it's unfortunate yeah. because most of the time, I would assume, I'd like, I, by the grace of God, I'm I'm grateful that I've never been in those situations and nothing like none of when I say that I mean like none of my friends have been accused of it but in the sense of um I like I, it would be crazy if it came up because I'm finding out same same time as everyone else and it's like yo this is wild but now I'm already looked at like oh you was with you was with him in all these pictures so you probably knew about it <laughs> Like nah, um, fam. I'm finding out on the timeline with you right now. This is why you want to shock his ass to the bitch. What? <laughs> you were like, like yeah, I gotta go on my Instagram and crop him out of all of my pictures and shit. Right. Like, I stand. With, I stand with you. Like no, dog. I didn't know. 
I mean, but yeah, it's like, how often do you are you hanging out with with you know? Because like, I do find that a little because it's like, if that's your man's and like, you know, how like how often are you out with this guy? Like, how often? I just sometimes like don't. I'm sorry to cut you off. Are you talking in the terms of like the sexual assault things or just like the cheating aspect? Well, I mean both because it's like when I'm out with my friends, like if I'm out, oh, you know what? No, the cheating aspect could be because you could just be like, you know, cheating on the low. So you ain't, you're not right. like in the I feel you're like not- both of those things, you're not going to broadcast. You're not going to be like, hey, y'all, I was so, just, y'all, we was just with my girl, but here's my side so, chick. Like, no. So here, so to, I think I know where Erica was going with it. And to answer that, I'll, I'll break down how the scenario mostly goes, right? Most of the time, if you, like, let's say me, Marcus, and, like, three other homies, we, you know, just kicking it. If someone has, like, a, a woman that either they're already dealing with or they're about to go approach, they'll dap everyone in the group be like, yo, I'm about to go see if I can make this move. I'll catch y'all later. And separate themselves from the group. And then from there, that's the last we hear of it till either the next morning or whenever we, you know, round round together and be like, so what happened? Mm-hmm. So okay. it's and never a situation. Right. And then most of the time, either, like, the dudes will lie about the situation and, or try to, like, trying to gas it up. Or they'll just be like, nah, it, it, it ain't, nothing popped off. You okay. know what I'm saying? So it's never a situation where we're moving as a pack watching it happen and they'll be like oh go do your thing my man and then let him like that's not how it works okay to give you an example one time i was walking um walking around with some friends the dude walked we was like we following him he walked up to this house knocked on the door and just went in without us seeing who house it was and said all right i'll catch y'all and we didn't know what happened to him for the next 24 hours like we didn't know what happened after that and he wouldn't tell us anything the perfect the perfect example is i don't know if everyone watches atlanta but if everyone, for those who I know do, where you're going with this, where where um Ern was following my man's through the club, the club promoter trying to get his money, and my man's hit the secret wall and just vanished. <laughs> that's that's kind of how it happened. happens. That's, that's exactly kind of what, what happens. Happened. Like you sit in there and your man's has a move, he'll vanish to that wall, and you don't find out till whenever you actually see him, and then from there, whatever he tells you is what you got to go with because we weren't in the room. Understood. You know, I, th- I guess it's because it's different for women because for women, it's always about safety. Mm-hmm. Of and course. so of course. we're like, you know, at least one person at least is going to know where I'm going or one mm. person at least is going to be watching me, especially if it's somebody they don't know or, you know, really feel, you know, comfortable with or whatever. So I guess it's, it's the opposite. Like, I, I can't disappear. If I'm out with my friends, like, I can't just disappear. Like, that's right. like, it's not happening. So no. I, 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 see, I, see, I see where that is. Yeah, yeah and even, I also, even, even oh, when ahead. it comes down to, you know, going to, like, you know, the average female group of friends, we, we somebody going to the bathroom, we either all going or somebody's coming mm-hmm. with us. It's, mm-hmm. it's never a solo you know, situation right. where you kind mm-hmm. of dip off. It's like, well, hold up, where'd she go? And yeah. and that is, and that just speaks to, and I com- where I completely understand that. I know me and Marcus have personally had our conversations about it, where we understand that, of course, men and women are going to have two different realities. And that comes due to, you know, exactly what you were saying comes to like what we have, which is the male privilege. More than likely, I'm going to the bathroom or, you know, I'm not really concerned on, you know, someone walking in the bathroom behind me or busting open in the stall, more than likely I'm not 
that's not on my mind. Or even something as simple as me getting into an Uber, you know, prime example, I don't share my location with none of my male friends. But I know that's, you know, that's something that almost every woman is sharing their location with about, you know, one, two, maybe even three people at all times. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, we do have those two different realities where that's not something that is on the front of my mind that I feel like I have to worry about. So yeah. I completely understand why, you know, I could see where the where you, you're looking at it through a different lens. As you were saying, like, you feel like with women, everyone is always grouped together. So I, I, I understand that point. That's in, that you know that's an interesting perspective right there because that that is the lens that we we view it through because when we're out together we're out together it's no like you going off on your own and disappearing mm-hmm. and I don't know what she doing and I don't know when she got home there's none of that like but right. so when we when y'all are out that's what we're picturing we're picturing y'all out together like we're not picturing y'all like just dipping oh. off and not telling your man's or like but now that you said that that makes a whole lot of sense from like a guy's perspective because y'all just like all right well i'm gonna talk to y'all with us it's not like that like with us at the very least it's a somebody is texting me like did you make it home yet right like mm-hmm. that's the only thing that as guys we will do like I, at least i'll speak for like me and the group chats i'm in there's always at least one person that's in the group chat that's like yo you know what i mean everyone just like i think like last time we were all out marcus was one who was just like yeah, everyone just send a home text when you make it when you make it back to the crib. So everyone does other have that. Other than that, because other than that, we've been on trips, me, Boris, and some other friends. Oh, we was at the Roots picnic. We was together at the event together. We go to get the Uber. We can't find our friend. We call him. He's like, yeah, I'll catch y'all. And he just meets us at the house later. Oh, no. That's what we never Don't know where. Yeah, no. Don't know where he was at or who he was with. He just made moves, and he came back with a story to tell. No one left behind. Won't do that. I got a cheesesteak. I met up with some girls. Like he was all over the place. Living oh, life. My friends know, ma'am, you're you're doing what? You're going where with who? Like what? What are we doing here? Exactly. Are we all going? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Exactly. <laughs> we changed plans because I wasn't aware. Exactly. It's like, oh, so we all going? Like <laughs> right. Yeah, no. And then it's like, who are you going with? Like, who? Like, who is he? Like, I think the only acceptable situation where if we all come together and one leaves is because we know she's leaving with someone we're already aware of. We know the person. He's coming to pick her up, and we know she's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also w- like some stranger situation. No, ma'am, we all going. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely I've seen that happen where most of the time like it's when women are getting ready, especially for a big move. They're already like telling the group, like, yeah, I've been texting this guy or texting these two guys or whatever. So this is where my night may end up. So therefore, it's already known, like, you know, if she leaves with one of those two guys, everyone's already aware. As opposed to, you know, for niggas, we could meet a chick at that function and be like, well, this is where my <laughs> night is going. See, <laughs> see you when I see you. Yep. <laughs> this is where my night is going. I've lost a friend for a full 12 hours and he just popped up the next day and was like, hey, what's up, fellas? And I was like, wait, where where have you been? Ah, uh, living life, yo, living life. I'd be like, all right, cool, I guess. You know, we can't do that. No. do that. <laughs> Not at all. Because for me, like, with my friend groups, I always think if we lose each other, what are we going to tell the parents? Like, you know, we still have yeah. parents who, you know, 
they may not know out every move, but it's like if they come up missing, what the hell are we supposed to tell them? Mm-hmm. We yeah. gonna look like the bad friends for not, you know, ensuring you know she was safe. Mm-hmm. Mm, not me. You won't catch me. No, we all going. We're all going. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I've even been in situations where if my friends don't know the guy or don't know, you know, they come, they they pulling up to him. Hey, what's right. what's your name? Yeah. Oh, okay. All yep. right. You cute. I've been in that situation. I've been in that. <laughs> Taking note of like, what kind of car he driving, the cover, dog. what he got mm-hmm. on. Yep. License plates, everything. Yeah. I was about yep. to say, that's like pretty much LeBron after a finals loss. They getting all the questions out, my nigga. They, <laughs> yo, what's your what's your credit score, my guy? Uh, seven, uh, I don't know, yo. His credit's fucked so, up. We don't know if we can let you go. So I remember, and I'm sorry, I'm apologize to um, Erica right now to reference another tweet. But this is a tweet <laughs> of a scenario, right? So, and I wanted to, I never got the chance to ask, you know, if this is an actual thing that happens. Um, it was put in my group chat about um, a dude picked up a, a woman for, I guess, a date. And before she got in the car, she took a picture of his, like, she took a, a picture of his license plate and he saw the flash go oh, off. So he was just like, yeah, that's weird. And in his, I guess in his mind, he was just like, I think she's trying to set me up and pulled off. But I'm assuming in her mind, she was sending it to her friends because he saw her texting. So he said, I'm guessing he's sending her friends be like, yeah, in case something happens, this was the car I was in. Yeah, it sounds like it. Took it as she was trying to line them up. Right. Is that a regular thing? And I, well, first I like that part. Is that a regular thing that happens? It can be. Go ahead. It just depends. So like for me, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Erica, but for me, I've never taken a picture of the actual license plate mm-hmm. um but i will before i go anywhere with anyone my at least one of my friends know his name and i've i've sent them a screenshot of what he looked like from instagram mm-hmm. at minimum, okay at minimum i'm not the whole even if i know what type of car he drives mm-hmm. i haven't gone so far i don't at least i don't think i have to do the whole license plate thing yeah, I haven't honestly. I haven't been on a date where a, where a guy I don't know picks me up. Like usually we meet somewhere. Um, I haven't been in a situation in a long time where a guy like picks me up from the crib. Like first of all, I don't even honestly. First of all, even when I was younger, I didn't. I didn't let. I didn't like letting guys know where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I haven't really been in a situation where a guy like picks me up from like the crib and okay. like off like the first date where I'm not where I don't really know him like that um to okay. do that but I have done um what Ashley is talking about like I have done the you know I take a I'll take his um Instagram put posted you know in the group chat I'll take his Facebook posted in a group chat mm-hmm. and I'll tell them where I'm going where I'm supposed to be at and be like yo like this is where I'm supposed to be who this is where I'm supposed to be with so if something happens to me like this is what <laughs> this is what right. you gotta go off. <laughs> so, and I I feel like the most interesting thing in that entire concept is like the dichotomy between like what men like as what we think of first to as opposed to like what women think of first. Because I remember when I first read it, the first thing I saw before I even read like the comments about it, I was like, oh, she's trying to line them up. But then I read the responses to it, and it was like a whole bunch of women responded. Was just like, you know, oh, you know, excuse me for excuse her for trying to be safe and cautious. And I was like, oh shit, 
that actually is, you know, I guess I understand, like, she's trying to make sure, like, if she doesn't end up back home at the end of the night or doesn't answer her phone, her friends know this was the last car I was in. Mm-hmm. But me, my first thought process was, like, oh, she trying to, like, she already sent in a text for where they about to be, so kid to get his car robbed or something like that. That was my first thought process. No. <laughs> so I, I just thought it was interesting how, you know, it could be the exact same situation, but the perspectives in it are completely, you know, 180 degrees of each other. And for that one, it's probably also how she chose to go about it. Like, to me, if you were going to be bold enough, now, I don't know if she was aware that the flash was on or not, but if you want to be bold enough to take a picture of this man's tags, be bold enough to say, look, I don't really know you like that. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to make sure I'm good. But the fact that she took the picture, it seems like, you know, she didn't kind of disclose, you know, what she was, you know, what was happening, what was happening. And then he sees her texting. I can see how that may come off. But for her, it could have just been, you know, I'm just, I don't know you like that. And I'm just trying to make sure I'm safe. Got it. Okay. If she was was a little more vocal about it, um, that, you know, he probably would have felt a little differently, but Mm -hmm. it's it's something we got to do. Unfortunately, that's, that's the sad part about it. We Mm -hmm. shouldn't have to go through all of these hoops and hurdles to, you know, ensure that we're safe on a date. At all. Mm -hmm. At all. And you know the crazy thing is we're taught that from like young. Like we're we're taught yeah. that from young. Like that's not something that we just do like that. Like I've been doing that right. since I was about like 15, 16. Like we're taught to do that. Yep. I had moms Again. when I was going out on dates at that age where the mom would took my whole name and address down to my house. And one mom even took a had me pose for pictures so she could come find, like know how to find me in case God forbid something went wrong. And it was just one of those things I had to, like, I told my parents and my dad was like, yeah, this is because there's some crazy people out in the world. This is what happened. This I, is what some people have to do. I definitely used to hear about that as a kid. And I, and, you know, as a kid hearing about it, I, I was, you know, I, was, I definitely used to be defensive. I, 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 will, I was definitely speaking from the standpoint of like, yo, if someone ever did that to me, I'm walking, I'm out. Like, you're not having me take no picture, give you all this info. Like, nah, fuck that. But as I got older and I realized, like, oh, shit, like, when you actually understand the world and realize, like, all the things that especially women have to go through, like, or just have to be concerned about. And it's, and like you were saying, something they have to be concerned about just going on a simple date and how quickly that date could turn left. I was like, you know what? Ew, it makes all the sense in the world. Like, yep. I always have case, cash on you. always have, like, my mom's Jay call it fuck you money. <laughs> so always have always have some mm. cash on you just in case you got you got a skedaddle. Yep, um, and catch a cab home. Yep. So, is there any other things from our from our previous episode you wanted to like touch on? Um, the table. Because I'm not gonna hold you. I was actually surprised. Where I was just reading my notes. I said the before you before you, you to the table before you talk about talk before you go to the table. Before you go to the table, I'm gonna say for jump. I'm actually surprised. I'm actually happy and surprised that the conversation is going the way it is because I had this conversation with some late, like some friend, like women friends prior to us doing this episode went left. So to see y'all just come in was like, yeah, no, nah, it's a maturity thing. I was just like, oh, okay, well, we <laughs> crossed these things off my list. Maybe I was talking yeah. to the wrong people. My man Marcus <laughs> came on with strong defense mode. Was like, I, I guess I can I let my guard down now. 
<laughs> I came over here with bullets loaded. Like, oh, I'm going to air this shit out. Nope. <laughs> the table so first i want to say about the whole table i'm gonna tell you where that comes from and what like where that where that saying even kind of comes from when a woman says that so mm, nine times out of ten when a woman is saying that it's coming from a place of hurt because mm. a woman has come to that relationship with everything she has come and she feels like she she's given her all to that relationship and in return mm. she got nothing so that's why that's where that comes from in okay. in a, in a at least that's where I think because when I think of about saying that it's like it comes from a place of hurt it comes from mm-hmm. where you didn't get anything in return where you were doing all the work where you were the relationship basically right, right? and of course accountability on both sides is it could it's the woman fault for dealing with that you know of mm-hmm. course the man was was acting probably how he was but you know you live and you learn it's it's a lesson you learn now mm-hmm. as for and again, I'm and I, and I and I say this, and I don't think just women should just bring you know something to the table. I mean, I mean, just men like we both should be bringing something to the t- in a healthy relationship. Both mm-hmm. people are bringing something to the table. Like right. it's not, of it course. shouldn't be. A woman shouldn't feel like in a relationship she is the she is the table. Like that's guy, that's a sign of like. Else. What'd you say? No, I'm saying like she's a table and the guy's bringing every or the other person's bringing everything else. Yeah, like she shouldn't feel like she's just the table. Like that that that's a sign of dag like um like she's doing a lot. And when you said, I don't know who said it, but when you said that when, when you you brought everything to the table, but obviously the guy don't you you brought all the but obviously the mm-hmm. guy don't want what's on the table. That's One that's true. Mind. Yeah, that that's true too. Because, but I mean, that goes on both sides. Sometimes, you know, I don't, I don't, I may not like something about a guy. So I don't like what he bring him to the table or on the table. I don't like what's for dinner. So I'm going to go to another table and I'm going to try to find something else there. And everybody should just find the table they like. I think that's the, that's the big, bigger issue there when I was hearing that conversation. Communication. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been in situations where I felt like I've brought the table, but I felt like I brought the table because I was in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, oh, go ahead, Ashley. Sorry. So my thought was another perspective on because I remember, if I'm not mistaken, this was also the conversation about um, men paying for trips and the girl, you know, not putting up for anything. Was that was that all the table conversation too, or was that something separate? I think that was something separate. I think it was all. We could group it. We all here. Go ahead. Okay, so so to stick it with mostly, you know, what you bring to the table, another perspective I thought about was what was their upbringing? What was their example growing up? Because you may Mm, have a situation. Okay. You may have, you may be in a situation to where you're dating someone and, and, you know, their upbringing, their example of, let's say, their parents where right. the mother didn't have to do shit. The father did everything. And that's that was enough. You know, uh, but that's just from okay. the outside looking in. She felt like, well, you know, my mom was catered to. She I she didn't have she didn't have to lift a finger. My dad did everything. I should do the same. Right. That may not work for everybody. You can't, you know, um approach a relationship with the mindset not knowing how the other person feels or what their expectation is of you in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I thought about so, that too. Like, you know, some people, depending on what they are used to or are accustomed to, they bring that same mindset to every relationship. Right. 
So our um, well, Mark. I don't know if Marcus has something he wants to say first before I go. I guess I mean she kind of went to my point because I was about to say after listening back to that, I thought about the whole table thing and I like I try to put it into perspective. Like going into a relationship, what was my point of view with it? I more so wanted I didn't want a table to be there or anything. I just wanted us to build together. So like let's make the table together if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's the type I've always the move the type of energy I've always been in when it came to a relationship. If I see I would see people have conversations with people, they'd be like, "Oh, what do you bring to the table?" I'm like, "I'm bringing a hammer. Like we're gonna do this shit. We're gonna build up together." <laughs> like I've never I, hammer. I really I prefer to grow with someone in a perfect world. I mean, most people probably would, but if I can grow with someone and then we can come to this equal understanding where we both know what it is and what we're both worth rather than someone coming with coming more ahead than the other person sometimes and it, some, it can turn into some type of jealousy or like or it's no longer our thing this is mine or whatever case they do with that yeah so and that's something i've always like i always wanted to kind of stay away from because i've seen certain friends deal with that type of like circumstance right so uh three things one um to go based off what erica was saying about everyone should find a table that they like um I remember Mar- uh, Marcus has sent me something where a woman pretty much stated uh, about, uh, she said, she was saying, I don't know why black men get so offended when we ask them to pay for all the bills. Cause I prefer someone who um, I prefer to have someone who pretty much, you know, takes care of the bills and, you know, I don't have to worry about that. And then right under that, she responded with, um, she said, I personally like it. Cause I don't want to have to feel like I have to take care of any man, but if not, I don't like. I don't see why men get upset because they could just go find other women who wants to split the bills. Mm-hmm. Now, and I saw, and and when he posted that, you know, we had a lot of friends who pretty much kind of jumped down that girl's neck, you know, via basically they, they were they were angry but, in the group chat. right. They were angry in the group chat, pretty much saying like, "Oh, so um, you know, they always want someone to take care of them, you know, bitches, this, that, and the third. And we, and I was sitting, I was like. Nah, she clearly gave the disclaimer, like, you don't have to stay for this. Like, she's giving you the option of saying, like, you know, I'm just not the right, you know, and to go back to what Erica was saying, I'm not the right table for you. Mm-hmm. you know? And it's okay. It's okay for me not to be the right table for you. Just, you know, go find a table that you do like. Now, to go back to what I was stating about um, when women say, like, oh, I am the table, I think the the issue I've always had with that is like, okay, fine. I get that you're at the table and you want me to add the accessories to it. Cool. But what exactly about your table is different than every other person that's every other woman that states that they are the table. Like is the texture different? Is the, you know, is there a special like lining along the edges? Like what's, what's going on here? Cause if all it stops at is just, you're the table and it's like, Oh, all right, well, I guess, I guess that's cool. And most, I know, for, I know, you know, and kind of what like Marcus was saying, I, I've always, and I guess that's, I guess that's just a personal uh, character thing where I know for me, I've always been the type where like, look, this is how much I, this is like what I'm bringing. I don't, we don't even have, it don't even have to be a table. It could be a, 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 a picnic blanket. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I got all the utensils, I got the drinks and I got the glasses. All you got to do is bring the, the fruits and whatever you're trying to eat for that day. And we put that together. We have a great picnic mm-hmm. right there. You know what I mean? It don't have to be like, well, I got the table, nigga. You go fix the chairs and go get the dinner ready. And all. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
if that's yeah. all the case, you know what I mean? I'm perfectly fine with eating in my car. <laughs> uh, we, don't, we, don't need, we don't need all this attitude right now if you're yelling at me about some damn table. But see, then that means you need to find somebody that wants to have a picnic. It all boils down to communication and being open about, and, you know, what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Which I, and I took all my bullets, that. dog. I, I agree <laughs> with that. I agree with what you're saying. I, once you stated the fact of like everyone needs to find a table that's for them, I I was completely with you. I just had to get my my point across, but I was completely with you from that point forward. <laughs> I just had to make sure I got my shit off. Ah, so but, they stole your bullets as well, Boris. <laughs> did, but I want to make sure that everyone knew I had bullets. Right. It was a willy. He was like, I had this, but you could have it yeah. now. It's fine. Yeah, you, you already said it, but I just want to make sure everyone knew. All right. But um, my third thing was, do you, so in that case, do you feel that everyone should get therapy after each ended relationship? Mm-hmm. Almost like, a, almost like a, a review of like, all right, well, this, this last relationship didn't work out. And before you go into the whole all niggas ain't shit bag, it's like, all right, let's, you know, let me, let me go to therapy real quick. Real quick. Can I answer well, that? It's, it's open to anyone, so go ahead. Okay. I personally, I don't know if I'm going to use therapy, but every relationship I've gotten into and after it ended, I do take that time with myself and like, okay, what was a common thing that she always used to like get mad at me about? What did I used to do? And sometimes like, because I try to end the relationship, at least if it if we're going to break up, I try to end it on a cordial note because I'm going to come, I want to talk to you. I'm gonna be like, all right, what was something that I always used that was always causing strife within our relationship? So this way I know how to work on it going forward. Because if I keep going into, jumping into relationships, doing the same thing over and over, I'm going to keep getting the same results. Mm. I couldn't have said that better. But, I was, I'm so big on self-reflection. I think uh-huh. I that a lot in the, the last episode that I recorded with you all from Ladies Night, you literally, because for me, like, I think I've said this before in the other episode, I was finding myself in the same types of relationships, situationships, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And so I got to a point where it's like, Ashley, what the hell? Like, okay, let's, let's look on the inside here. What do we need to do on the inside to where you're not finding yourself in these same situations? So self-reflection is key. Now, I agree with Marcus. I wouldn't necessarily say therapy. I feel like a person should do whatever they feel is best for that self-reflection, whether that's therapy, you know, you know, professional therapists or doing whatever hobbies or whatever that makes them happy, mm-hmm. you know, for them to get to a point where it's like, okay, I see where, you know, I was wrong here or whatever, but self-reflection is key. Completely agree. Completely agree. It's all about, and that, maturity. It's all about, it's all about maturity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the word for the day, everybody. Maturity. Especially if you're, if it's a consistent pattern of, you know, bad relationships, toxic relationships, whatever you want to, it's, if there's a consistent pattern of unhappiness, <laughs> you need to figure something out. And I think it, for me, like hearing what, uh, you know, what Marcus and Ashley were saying, it, you know, it kind of, it reminded me of something that, you know, my man, uh, Pitta from Politol Podcast, he had mentioned something literally just last night about how, you know, for I guess for him and his homegirls, he always kind of has that convo with them after they tell him like, yo, I just, you know, me and this dude, we ain't, we ain't the thing no more. You're like, all right, so what do you feel like you gained out of that? And then, you know, obviously he could explain it more, but 
it's pretty much touching base on exactly what you, you know, all were saying. Where it's like, all right, let me take a look back at myself to see, you know, what exactly could I have fixed or, you know, what exactly did I take away from that last experience? I think we everyone needs to look at relationships not necessarily as a going back to the whole wasted time thing, not essentially as a time waster. And this is of course barring the fact of uh the the pregnancy um factor of things just in regards to just the relationship i think we need to look at it as like all right that was more so an experience that i had what was the ups and what was the downs of it and what am i not tolerating no more and what am i now going to reinforce going forward mm-hmm. facts no l's just just lessons exactly no losses, exactly lessons that's, uh, that's that's what that is no losses and everything is a lesson mm-hmm. I, I i don't think that i don't necessarily i don't i think that everything happens for a reason and um, so I don't really necessarily believe in wasted time. Um, I believe that you might have had, um, you know, signs to get out of it earlier than you should, than you, than you, than you did. But that's a lesson because you're like, Dag, like, you know, I should have did this better. I should have did this. So you're, you're learning mm-hmm. as you're going. You're learning as you're going. Now, okay. I do have, since I, I think y'all was ready for some toxicity, I think y'all was ready for some, for some, oh, uh, I had one in the talk. What are we doing, y'all? We I think you was ready for some. So I, so I, I'll give you, I'll give y'all a little bit. I'll give y'all a little bit of <laughs> toxic femininity. I, I'm a, I'm a dress because I, and I don't, I don't know, um, who said it. I don't know, but when y'all were talking about, it might have been Courtney. When y'all were talking about how a woman usually has the guy that'll pay for the trip, the guy that'll <laughs> pay for drinks, the guy that she fucks, the guy. So you know, I'm not going to deny that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Accountability. That's about like yeah, it. Thank you. full circle. Full I'm not circle. Deny that. It it depends on the phase of life that you know that that woman is in. Because I was I was watching uh the game and uh, the part where Melanie where she had Derwin and she had McHadi and she was just like you know I'm just living like you know I felt that I felt that in my spirit and like I think that some because some just like guys have that little phase they go through where they gotta be with all these women, blah, 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 that equates to women. Like, women, like, we want to have fun, too. We want to we wanna go out for drinks. We want to, you know, go on trips. And, like, if a guy is going to spend it, then, hey, you know, if that's the wave that that woman is on, then so be it. It's empowering. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and I'm all for it. When my homegirl used to tell me that, I'd be like, hell, yeah, go get that money. What you talking to me for? <laughs> The only like, thing, I though, because I've had friends who, who've gone through that, but I've always warned them, like, yo, understand it's a dangerous game. Like, it's a dangerous game you're playing. And even going back to the to the Melanie situation, it's a dangerous game she played, and she wasn't ready for it possibly going left. Facts. That's facts. Like, it is. We, it is. Once you, you put your big you girl draws on, you got exactly. Pick, you know, for uh, the like, consequences. Like even with and even with um when niggas go through it, we're like yo you know I got three shorties da 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 it's like all right cool just understand you know you're you're the waiter in that restaurant who has to balance all those plates you drop one it's on you like you're the one who has to deal with that come on metaphor so so, so just be ready had, just make sure you're ready for that 
I tried that once. I don't got the patience or the, the, the talent for that. I had three girlfriends in high school and got broken up on by all three on the same day. <laughs> all on the same day. All on the same day. Like I and that was a that was a great reminder to let me know, Marcus, you ain't built like this, yo. You're not that guy. And it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's all right. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's a reality check where you got to know, like, and sometimes it may be a situation where you have to go through it to know, like, I'm not built for this. I'm yeah, really not. Was, like, I'm out here thinking, oh, it's Kobe. No, nigga, you Rick, you Rick Fox. It's okay. Sit in the corner and get your <laughs> shots up. It's all right. So I I um have that same feeling as far as, you know, the con- you know the conversation of women who would say, oh, yeah, I'll go for drinks or I'll go out to eat for a guy that I really don't like for a free meal. Yeah, I can't. Like, if I already know that I'm not feeling you, I'm not going to waste my time for a free meal that I can purchase myself. I just can't sit through a fake interaction. I'm just not doing it. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen those DoorDash and Uber Eats um, delivery charges? I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that pre-quarantine. I felt like that pre-quarantine. Dog. I don't know what happened for, between... Like pre-quarantine. I've seen my, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was saying, I was saying, I've been with my homegirl one time and she was like, yo, you hungry? And I was like, I can eat. And she had, she ate the nigga. He brought us food. He didn't know I was there, but That's I ate. Wild, bro. So I don't know, yo. That is harmless. <laughs> That's hard. Yeah. a little different. You said that's your homegirl. I'm I'm talking about a situation to where a guy is trying to pursue me and I know I'm not interested. I'm not gonna oh, no. my she time. had the guy that was trying she had the guy that was trying to pursue her, bring food to her, but I also ate. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. That's wild. Well, this has to be. <laughs> yeah, nah, we need we need a rule book here. There has to be a rule book for these kinds of things. She was a she was a pimp. She was a dog. She was like, I'm going on a trip. Send me some bread. How much? Two hundred. Here you go. <laughs> like, go. That's that's a violation to the tenth degree, yo. Come on. That's a vibe. That's what that is. That's a vibe. Yo, that, here we go. What? Here we go. Was he? Was it? I mean, was it a shit? No, he wanted the cheeks, and she was not giving the cheeks. He was trying. Nah, son. <laughs> This is wild. And at first, I felt bad until she started feeding me. Then I was like, yo, that that nigga she get? started feeding me. Oh Wait, she God. fed you like a Roman? <laughs> she gave you Julius Caesar <laughs> treatment? She, with my... Oh, nah, my, no, no, I'm to, no. I'm talking... Yo, we at the crib. We kicking it. She was like, all right, I'm about to hit him for food. You want something? I was like, well, shit. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I take son. some wings. <laughs> nah, son. <laughs> Yo, I lived a life. <laughs> I lived through people so well. It's great. That's a vibe. That's a vibe. And I think Everybody I still have... Charge it to the game. It happens. Charge it. Don't. You got I'm to. I'm not mad at that, actually. I'm not mad. Some there, There's a lot of shit you got to charge to the game. Dog. There's a lot of shit you got to charge to the game. There's times we've all taken... We've all... Listen. In the grand, in the grand scheme of life, we've all taken L's. We've all take, had some wins. But with maturity and... I, the words of the day, maturity and accountability, we learn and grow for them, from them. Big facts. I.e., I'm not sending no one food. I'm not sending no one food. <laughs> they can come out and get it themselves. You know, I'm, I'm on her vibe right now. I feel that. Like, I, I felt like how you wow. did actually, like, pre-quarantine. Like, I'm like, I don't want to, like, just go out just for nothing. But, you know what, now, nah, I'm less, <laughs> as long as I enjoy your company, as long as you're not, like, annoying, like yeah, nah. Let's go out. Let's let's go out for drinks, dinner. Oh. Like, I mean, 
mean, if I, I if I enjoy the company, then that's one thing. But if I just if you if I'm just not I can't I can't force myself to you know fake a vibe or interaction with somebody that just to eat. Oh yeah, no, not that. Like I have to at least enjoy your company. Like, but if but I could I could just be doing it just because I really want something to eat and I want to drink. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, and I know it's not going to go anywhere or whatever. But I'm like, you know, why not? Like, I enjoy your company. Like, you know, I know I don't want a relationship or anything like that with you, but yeah. like, I can have fun. So true, 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 true. No, I'll really be saying had- he tweets, and I'll be like, yes, yes, Morris. <laughs> <laughs> I have stories for days. She dude. really had for her food days. nigga bring bring food to her cuddle nigga. This is the wildest thing I've heard today. That's a vibe. Like I'm trying to be on that vibe. Dog, it's 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 not that outrageous, yo. It happens. And guess what? I'm here for it. Yeah, everyone stay safe out here. <laughs> I didn't know that it was a level of comfort that I could get. Everyone stay safe out no here. Hell yeah. <laughs> this the game is nasty, yo. Stay safe, man. <laughs> but honestly, dudes can have it the same way out. though. Like dudes, dude, dudes can have it the same way though. So I don't, I don't understand. You know, I think you know that that can it can be on both sides. Like it could it 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 could be a, let it let a guy you know what I'm saying put it down the right way. You know what I'm saying you can you can, have your, phone, you can have your phone bill paid. You feel me? Like and drive her car. You know so. <laughs> Like it could be both ways. <laughs> or you get or you get a PlayStation 5. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. That's Facts. all I'm saying. Facts. It could be both ways. So like it depends on the phase and vibe you're on. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be in your in your toxic bag, then you know I you know, be a, be in your toxic bag. You know what? <laughs> I, I'm with Eric on this one. Cause Jody definitely took Yvette's car to go see his other baby mother. So exactly. I'm with you on this one. Exactly. I'm with you on this one. What Yvette doing? Making tacos for his ass. You feel me? <laughs> like I'm with you on the hat. They I'm with you. Laid it down and did the beat it up right there. I'm with you on this one. How good of a game you had right there. She just a bad start. Oh, but yeah, I guess to wrap it up with a nice bow, like Erica and Ashley said. Maturity is the number one thing in these type of things on top of accountability. Know who you're talking to and knowing what you're bringing to the situation and if that's something that messes with you or if it doesn't. And no, and no, and no generalizations. Let's, let's, let's dead that. No generalizations. Word. I'm with you on that. Great. And also, fellas, and late, if you could get her to bring, have a food, nigga deliver food, please do, y'all. It's a fire experience. <laughs> Until Sorry. you're you're until you're the food nigga. Listen, charge it to the game, yo. Life goes everything goes in cycles. <laughs> this is wild. Anyway, ladies, we want to thank y'all for uh joining in on this conversation. We want to thank you for your time tonight. Uh please y'all feel free to tag social yeah. Yeah, I'm tag sorry. your socials. No, go ahead. Feel free to tag your socials, I'll, shout yourselves out. You wanna go first or I'll go. Uh, so you can find me on um all socials, the underscore real E. And the pod is on a break right now. Vision Matters Pod. But look out for that too. And that's on all socials at Vision Matters Pod. Um we have creative we have discussions with creatives on how to make your creative vision become a reality. Vision Matters Pod. Hey, talk your shit. 
You know what? I thought I learned my lesson last time. Last time I was about I to went, say, where's this blog? I went after Monty last time and I said, you know what? I'm gonna have my shit together next time. And here I am. All I got <laughs> is my social tags right now. Everything else is on hold. But um you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at AshleyBriana13. That's all I have for you right now. Nah, y'all need to attack her on Twitter and Instagram about this blog that's supposed to be been out since last year. Y'all need to get on her neck, yo. Listen, listen. I tried. I really did try. The beginning of COVID, I was like, "Oh, I'm motivated now." It's, it's a lot going on right now, so I'll hey get man, to every twenty. Every, everyone is allowed, you know, what I mean, to regroup and rethink themselves through 2020, yo. Because it's been a lot. We, yeah. yeah, it's been a lot. Every everyone is getting a you. You get you getting a, a plus one for this one. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Not <laughs> over allowed, here. You you allowed some safety net for 2020 because appreciate nah, it's wild. <laughs> It's been wild. But uh, again, thank you, ladies. We really appreciate y'all. And thank you. I'm a savage. Okay. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Okay. Sassy, moody, hey. nasty. Hey.